his name the blood of jesus will never ever lose its power was anybody having church other than me just now i promise you uh it got good in here it will never lose its power what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of jesus and it never my god today will lose its power amen amen i pray that you were enjoying that and you were getting your worship in right there because nothing uh, nothing works like the blood of Jesus. It washes us, it washes us, it cleanses us, it purifies us. It makes us new creatures in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it never, never shall lose its power. Amen. Good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on and let's exalt his name together for God is great and he is greatly to be praised. So good to see each of you tonight. 
And we thank you for being in the house on tonight. Go ahead and share this with your neighbors and your friends. And let's see who's already in the house. Shirley Bell is with us tonight. God bless you. Good to see you. Shelba Moore is with us on tonight. God bless you. Betty Palmer is with us on tonight. God bless you. Good to see you. Sister Cherie is with us tonight. God bless you, Sister Cherie. Anita Shaw is in the house. God bless you. God bless you. Alta Clark is with us. God bless you, Sister Clark. Good to see you. Peggy Howard is with us. Listen, y'all know what I found out? Why are you continuing to see these names? Listen, I found out something last week, um, and, and I want to I make mention of it. Uh, T.A., what I found out is that uh, we got people who are watching us on, on YouTube, uh, and, and they've been chatting and commenting, and apparently... Uh, uh, I, 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 well, you know, cause we see the Facebook crowd. So, uh, somebody told me, Hey, they say, Hey, I'm on YouTube and I'm chatting and I'm telling you everything. And, and, uh, uh you don't see that I'm there. I say, well, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but, but listen, can I just send out some love to the YouTube family? Can y'all just throw some hearts up for everybody who's watching on YouTube, throw some hearts in the air and some thumbs up. And we listen, we love YouTube too. All right. We love love for the YouTube family as well. Amen. Amen. So how however you are watching, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on the K Chapel app, however you are watching, uh, listen, we love that you are with us on tonight. Amen. Kevin Lockett is with us. Brother Lockett, good to see you, my alpha brother. Polly Williams is with us. God bless you, Sister Williams. Good to see you on tonight as well. Otis Roach is with us. God bless you. Let me just get a little water here. Y'all continue to come on in and uh, share it with your neighbors. Share it with your friends. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, tell the YouTube family that we love them. Somebody say we love YouTube. So so everybody get some of this K Chapel love. Amen. Hey, 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 YouTube. That's right. We love the YouTube watchers. Thank you, Sister Gray. Amen. However you are watching us, we love you and we thank God for your presence on tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, go ahead and share it uh, while you're getting in here. Listen, we're going to be talking tonight. We're going to be talking tonight about, um, about sharing Christ. And while you are coming in, I want to throw this, I want to throw this, uh, this question out while you're coming in. I want to throw this question out. Um, what are some of the obstacles or what are some of the challenges in sharing Christ personally for you? When you think about sharing Christ, when you think about sharing Jesus, think about sharing your faith with others, whether it's your friends, your family, associates, people who just uh, God causes to cross your path. What are some of the obstacles or what are some of the challenges that you have in sharing Christ with neighbors, with friends, with family, with associates? What are the obstacles? What are the challenges that you have in sharing Christ? Now, listen, I know some of you have obstacles, are challenged with sharing Christ because it's all I can do to get you to share uh, this, this live stream. <laughs> Amen. I'd be telling y'all, y'all share the live stream. Amen. Share, listen, push that button. And I know some of you are challenged uh, with pushing that button. And so we're going we gonna to break through tonight. I want you to go ahead. If you're not, if you have a challenge in sharing Christ, um, 
Uh, listen, uh, at least share this live stream. Push that button right now uh, on your face, all you Facebook watchers. Amen. Go ahead and share it tonight. Amen. Let's break 200 tonight. We get real close every night. We get about 180 on, on Facebook. Well, and I guess if you consider our YouTube crowd, we are over 200. But let's 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 see the the live number on 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 the Facebook uh, share. Uh, let's get that past 200 as well. You're right. Once we consider all of the multiple platforms that people are using to uh, connect with us, we are well over 200. So we thank God for that. Uh, let's get live 200 live viewers on Facebook. Okay. Let's get 200 live viewers on Facebook since that's the one that's keeping track for us right now. But we thank God. Yeah. I see people saying we got love for YouTube. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the love with all our YouTube watchers. Amen. Listen, while you all are coming in, let's have a word of prayer and we will get into our word uh, for tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word of God for the truth of your word. We thank you, O Lord, for the time of study that we now have in your word. We pray, O Lord, that this would be a time of a time of reflection, a time of restoration. We pray that this would be a time of conviction where your word shows us the truth of who we are the truth of where we are and the truth of where we should be in sharing you and our faith in you with others. Oh God, direct our thoughts, direct our eyes, open our ears that we might hear, open our hearts and our minds that we might understand. Draw us closer to you as we dive deeper into your word. Granted, oh God, we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and get those numbers up, folks. Amen. Amen. Listen, I posed the question. The question I posed tonight is, uh, what are some of the obstacles or what are some of the challenges uh, that you have personally in sharing your faith or in sharing Christ? What are some of the things that kind of get in the way? What are some of the things that make it difficult um, for sharing your faith or for sharing Christ with others? Let, let's, let's, let's see what you put in the chat. Anything that you can share or mind sharing with us uh, that, that some of the things that, that really maybe it, it trips you up or, or maybe it's just, you know, something that that you haven't figured out how to how to penetrate, how to get beyond, and that has really caused you to struggle in really being comfortable and confident in sharing your faith. Can we just can we just start there and admit uh, that that maybe we aren't comfortable and confident? Polly Williams says some people just don't want to believe what they cannot see. All right. All right. And so because they can't believe what they can't see, that that presents um, an obstacle for you. OK, uh, that 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 not being able to see it and therefore they can't believe it. And so perhaps how do I convince or how do I share um, with people who have a 
uh, predisposition in seeing in order to believe. All right. So Mr. Green says the fear of how others will receive it. All right. The fear of how others will receive it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, will will this be received well? Will this um, fall on deaf ears? Will I be rejected? Right. The fear of rejection. David Stevenson says some Christians are lukewarm when they come to Jesus. Okay. So I, I by that I think I, I take it you're saying that some believers themselves um maybe are not settled in their faith, and therefore that causes them not to be willing to share because there's some um um we the Bible uses that term lukewarm. Uh, maybe another way of saying that is uh, that that there is some there is some room for uh, for spiritual maturity on the part of the believer, and therefore because they haven't uh, grown or developed in their faith, uh, they are hesitant uh, in sharing. Okay, let's see. Let's see what else we got. Someone says, uh, Jada says, I feel as if I can't tell others how to change or how to act if I have wrongs as well. Also, I'm still learning, so I don't know what to say versus what not to say. Very good. Very, uh, listen, I love that. So let me let me let me just keep that up for just a second. You say if I can't. In, in other words, um, how can I say? What I myself uh, may either have struggled with, I may be dealing with, and so how can I uh, challenge or charge, or 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 inspire? Let's use that word. How can I inspire someone to do that which I myself am not doing? Right. Um, then you say, if I have wrongs as well, also. I'm still learning, so I don't know what to say versus what not to say. And I think, thank you so much for that, Jada. I think I think a lot of people are right there, that it's what do I say when, I, when I'm still learning? I don't have all the answers. Um, when questions come up um, and I don't know the answer, then is that an indictment upon my own growth or my own uh, development. And if I get stuck, uh, am I being a good witness for the Lord? Very good. Thank you for that, Jada. Let's see what else. Uh, who else? Somebody says, Shirley Sanders says, the expression on people's face when they hear you talking about Jesus. Thank you for just keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 the, what someone is, saying to us the the energy that they're giving or the 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 cues that they're giving or the response the verbal response or the nonverbal response uh that they're giving uh just by the mention of the name Jesus and it's interesting isn't it interesting that we can be good with people and we can have good relationships with people as long as we kind of keep Jesus out of it, right? And it's sometimes when we get to the point of talking about faith, 
and mentioning the name of Jesus. That's kind of when things, yeah, when things don't go so well. Let's see what else. Some some other people are chiming in. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of responses here. Ashley Smith say, assuming that all persons have been exposed to Christ, approaching from a culturally competent stance without being pushy. I love that. Approaching from a culturally competent stance without being pushy. I'm going to get to that tonight, Ashley. Um, that idea of cultural competency, cultural competency, which I think is critically important when we're talking about sharing Christ, right? That there, there is there, there has to be a level of cultural competence. Um, you know, and that that comes that comes. That comes in so many levels on so many, you know, whether it's preaching, but also whether it's um, if you're in marketing and advertising, you have to know your audience, right? If you're if you're before someone and you're trying to present an idea, you have to know your audience. You got to know the space that they occupy and have some competence about the culture that you're attempting to engage. Bless you. Thank you for that. We got a lot of we got a lot of responses. Let's get a few more. It's difficult to share when currently in a storm, getting people to realize Christians have trials too. I love that. Wow. So share, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. Because one of the things that yeah, that 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 sort of puts us in that space of can we share now, right? Is 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 it a good time for me to share? Watch this when I'm bleeding, when I'm hurting, when I'm grieving. Um, because is this the best? Watch this. Is this the best witness for Christ and for faith? When, when somebody might look at me and say, wait a minute, if that's happening to you, why do I want any of that? <laughs> right? If your God couldn't keep that from happening, right? What, what, how good is your God if you're going through a storm like that? How good is your God and your faith? What good is your God? What good is your faith? If, if you're hurting like that, thank you for that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And the idea that, that and I preach this all the time. I've talked about it Sunday, y'all, that faith, yeah, faith, faith does not mean we don't have problems. Amen. Bless you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. The best time to share is when you're in a storm. Shows people how strong your faith is. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's flipping it on its head, right? Because sometimes we think we have to defend God. So apologetics is a word that we use oftentimes in, 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 in Christian theological circles. And apologetics is the defense of our faith. But oftentimes we feel like we have to defend God. And in our defense of God, sometimes we feel like we have to hide the horror or hide the hurt or hide the storm or cover the stuff that 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 isn't 
pretty and glossy and shiny. And in fact, it's those times that perhaps make us more relatable to people. See, because I believe this, I believe this, that if we act like we never hurt or act like we never go through storms or act like there aren't struggles and temptations and all of that, we probably distance ourselves more from people. That's probably more of, the, of a disservice to the gospel than it is a service to the gospel. I think a proper defense of the gospel is acknowledging that believers hurt, but in the hurt, there is hope. In the storm, there is shelter, right? In the pain, there is the providence of God. And so I don't have to, I don't have to fake it, but I can, someone said, I can faith it. I don't have to fake it. I can show how my faith helps me to make it. Amen, somebody. Yeah, it's, it's about to get good, y'all. It's about to get good. I, I love the responses. I love the responses. Uh, the conversation is not accepted in many settings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so, Linda, I would ask, I would ask, how, how do we and how should we respond from respond at the place of of rejection right um you're right it is not accepted and and i know some 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 good bible readers are going to tell me right now what the bible says sh shake the dust off your feet and and keep pushing right um but what I want to share with you tonight is another um, response, right? Uh, before, before, before you're so quick to shake the dust off of your feet and keep moving, I want to share with you another response um, in sharing Christ, right? Another response in sharing Christ. Here's what I here's what I know. Mark 16 and 15 says to us, Jesus says, go into all the world. You know this. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation or to every creature. Right? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then the great commission that Jesus gives in Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe or to obey everything I've commanded you. And lo, or surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We know these, these, these commissions of Christ, this commission of Christ. Go ye into all the world and preach, right? Go ye therefore and make disciples and teach, right? And when it comes to sharing Christ, I think preaching and teaching for the believer is oftentimes where we approach sharing Christ. And we think of those words, 
I got to preach and I got to teach because that's the commission of Jesus Christ. And while this is true, I think with those words seared in our subconscious, that perhaps we approach sharing Christ all wrong. Because if we approach it from the standpoint of preaching and teaching, we may very well come up on some roadblocks. And maybe, maybe one of the reasons believers and disciples of Christ find it so difficult to share Christ is because we're approaching it from the standpoint of preaching and teaching. And I'll be very honest with you. Um, in today's world, and this is coming from a preacher, people are less interested in preaching in a formal capacity preaching as we've known it historically. And so, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to preach and teach in the way that we know and in that traditional sort of, you know, I got to preach it to you, I got to tell it to you, I got to talk, you know, I got to, I got to show you where you're wrong and I got to show you sin and I got to, I got to preach and teach to you in such a way, you know, you know what? Yep. You, you're going to run a lot of people off. Can I just be honest? You're going to run a lot of people off if your approach and your mindset is, I got to preach and teach. Because first of all, most people that you run into contact with on a daily basis don't want to hear preaching and teaching, right? They don't want to hear preaching and teaching on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But a lot of people are interested in authentic conversations. Authentic conversations that are not judgmental. A lot of people will be drawn and attracted to authentic conversations with people who deal with issues and don't come off, you know, like, like, like they wearing a robe and in the pulpit. Who wants to be around that, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, right? So maybe we need to shift from preaching and teaching to something else that Jesus says. And I'm just talking about approach right now. You see, because in John 13 and 35, and these are not in my notes, but but it's in it's in my mind right now. John 13 and 35, Jesus says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Right? See, here's the deal. Some of us are so set on preaching that we forget to love. We're so ready to preach that we forget that Jesus wants us to love. By this, 
shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So right there, it's not about how convincing you are in your oratory. It's not about your theological training. It's not about how well you can weave the scriptures together to make the point. Right there, it's about, do you love the person you're talking to? Wait a minute. Before, before do you love them, do you even see the person you're talking to? Because here's what I know for sure. Some of us can get so caught up in preaching and teaching and sharing the gospel that we don't even see the person. We just see the opportunity. And it's somebody else. And, and, and we're so caught up in, I got to evangelize. I got to share the good news. I got that we don't even see the person. Am I, am I helping anybody right now? So, so Jesus says, you know, yeah, he says preach and teach, but he also says love. Love the person that you're trying to connect with. Love the person you're trying to share Christ with whom you're trying to share Christ. Love the person with whom you're trying to share your faith. Love the person, right? That's that's first. And then, and then Jesus comes along in Matthew 5 and 16, and he says, he says, let your light. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really about to preach in a minute. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify the Father who is in heaven. So, so can I can I give you two points right off the bat? Not even in the notes. Rather than focusing on preaching and teaching, right? Rather than having an approach of to preach and to teach, shift it to to love and to light. Right? Let me, let me, let me. Be loving and let me give a light. See, because watch this, y'all. They can receive love way better than they can receive a sermon with your lips. See, they, they can, people can receive love that you give way better than they receive a sermon that you speak. So let your love and let your light be the sermon, be the teaching, be the preaching. I believe this. Sometimes we sabotage the opportunities that we have to really share Christ and share our faith because we're so ready to get to the gospel that we bypass just being good. Just being good to people. 
we're so ready to get to the gospel that we miss an opportunity just to be good to people. Amen, somebody. So let's, let's look for a minute at what Jesus does because he is just taking an opportunity to be good. And in that, in that moment comes the opportunity to share himself. Let me talk about this. Let me talk about this uh, from the standpoint. Uh, Y'all remember Jesus and, and, and his encounter with uh, the, the Samaritan woman at the well. This is in John chapter four. Y'all excuse me for hydrating tonight. Amen. I'm trying to increase my water intake. All right. And I'm still praying for you who are fasting. Amen. I know some of you have not been uh, drinking pops and all of that, and you're drinking your water. Amen. Y'all stay with it. Stay with it. Just a few more days left. Amen. Uh, Jesus has an encounter with a Samaritan woman in John chapter four, John chapter four. And this is a bit of an extended passage. I'm going to, I'm going to read a good, good portion of it. So you all hang in here with me. Okay. John chapter four, uh, beginning with the first verse, I'm going to read It's kind of extended. I'll try to jump around just a bit, but uh, y'all just hang in here with me. Okay. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. 
woman said to him, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Tell you what, uh, let, let's skip up to 39. Yeah, thank you. Let's go to 39. Perfect. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. I know that was an extended passage, but thank you all for hanging in there with me. There's there's so much to unpack uh, in in that passage, but let me let me try and the time that we have left. Let me try and pick up where I left off and in, and jump into this passage. I said to you that Jesus. Uh, says that we ought to love by this. Shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one for another? Jesus says that we ought to be lights. Let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. And I believe that it is through love and through light that we then have the opportunity to lead. Love, be love and loving, be light. And when you have love and when you show light, you are given the opportunity to then lead. Love, light, lead. And you see this in this story, in this account. Jesus has love, 
Jesus shows light. And in so doing, the opportunity presents itself where he can then lead. First thing I want to challenge us on, though, is the fact that Jesus was in Samaria. It's what I want to call an unlikely place. He was in Samaria. Jesus goes to Samaria, and, and the text, the way the text reads, says, uh, in, 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 the, in the New King James Version, it says, for he must needs go through Samaria, right? There was, there was, uh, and 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 you know when you get a when you get a a good traditional Baptist preacher, uh, they, they they'll say you know we will say because uh, I, I consider myself a traditionalist too. We'll say you know um, he he needed to go. There was something drawing him uh, into Samaria. And the question becomes, what was the need? Because Samaria was an unlikely place for a Jew to go. An unlikely place. Samaria. He leaves. Watch this, y'all. He leaves where he was. He talked about, talked about him being in Galilee, right? And he goes through this place where no Jew should have been. Jesus goes through Samaria and he goes there intentionally, purposefully to this unlikely place. I, I want to, I'm pressing that y'all because I believe Part of, part of what we do as believers is we play it too safe. Can I, can I just talk about us for a minute? Can I talk about the church for a minute? One of the reasons I believe we are not making the kind of inroads that we should be making and that I dare say we, we must begin to make because y'all, Church life is changing. And things that we assumed and, and took for granted in this new generation, it's not necessarily so. And so as believers, we have to be much more intentional, much more adamant, and much more purposeful in where we take the gospel. Jesus goes to Samaria, a place where no Jew should have been. It's an unlikely place. And my question is for the church, watch this y'all, cause it's gonna mess some of us up. What unlikely places are we willing to visit? What unlikely places are we willing to take the good news, the gospel? What unlikely places? And let me let me say this. What unlikely places might the Spirit of God be drawing us to? 
that we are hesitant in going because we'd rather play it safe. We'd rather, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest, y'all. We'd rather play it safe. Because like you said, like you said earlier, what if we get rejected, right? Or, or what if they don't receive us? And who wants to be rejected? So we tend to stay in places that are a little more comfortable, a little more convenient, perhaps a little more accepting, where we think we might get a fair hearing. But Jesus goes, y'all, to Samaria, and he goes there on purpose. It was an unlikely place. But then secondly, y'all, he talks to this woman who is in this time an unsuspecting person. And she brings it up herself, right? She brings up the fact that this, this is unexpected or unsuspected, she, that, that this is not supposed to be happening. She says, what are you, a Jew, doing here talking to me, a woman who is a Samaritan? When, 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 when Jesus asks her for water, the first thing she brings up is the fact that you are crossing cultural boundaries. You are crossing gender boundaries. You're crossing all kinds of lines that should not be crossed. Yeah. And I, I want to suggest to us that sharing Christ means being willing to cross some lines. To have conversations with unsuspecting people. People who don't, watch this, let me say it another way. People who don't expect you to talk to them. Which is a whole nother issue. Right. Because why would people expect you not to talk to them? What's going on? Right. That's a whole nother issue. What's going on that people feel like church folk won't talk to them? What? Why is that? Right. Why? 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 Why would anyone assume that you wouldn't have anything to do with them, that you wouldn't have time for them, that you wouldn't strike up a conversation with them. What's going on that that assumption could even be made? Maybe it's something that we're giving off that is not light and that is not love. Should, should we just sit in that for just a minute? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're giving off something that is neither light nor love. Jesus goes and crosses all kind of boundaries when he has this conversation with this woman 
who is a Samaritan in Samaria. He crosses geographical borders. He crosses cultural borders. He crosses gender lines, all of that. And I'm going to suggest that the Bible suggests that he needed to do it. He needed to do it. Jesus, thirdly, in offering her living water, in offering her living water, he is speaking to an unknown need. So it's an unlikely place that he goes. He has a conversation with an unsuspecting person, but he's now speaking to an unknown need. She doesn't even know that she needs what Jesus, not watch this, not what he has, but who he is. Remember, he is living water. And what he's offering to her is the opportunity to have living water inside of her, a spring of living water that will never run dry in her life. Because he sees her, watch this, y'all, going not just from whale to whale, but from man to man, attempting to fill a void that's in her life. The whale represented dryness in her life, that she keeps going from, she keeps coming there day after day, trying to draw that which would feel the emptiness of her soul. And the reason her soul is empty is because she's trying to fill it with something that could never fill it in the first place. And five men later, five husbands later, she's still empty. The question becomes, what are you trying to fill your life with that only Christ himself can feel. Once you answer that for yourself, you also then as a disciple of Christ recognize that the same way you try to fill your life with stuff, people are doing that every day. same way that people are trying to feel that emptiness with relationships, with material things, with money, with power, with fame, with fortune, with drugs, with sex, with alcohol, whatever it is that they're trying to feel that with, here's the thing that you got to recognize that most of us, if we admit, if we came to Christ a little later in life, or let me say it like this, if you got for real and serious with Christ a little later in your life, and you had that time, that period, when you were trying to fill your life with something else other than the Lord, listen, let me, let me help you. Don't forget what that felt like. Don't forget what it felt like 
dipping your bucket in a well that ultimately would not satisfy you. Don't forget what that felt like because there are people right now doing the same thing. And that, my brother, that, my sister, is your entryway into connecting with people when you don't forget what it felt like. When you don't forget how empty you were, how lost you were, how messed up you were, how lonely you were, how sad you were trying to put on a good face and act like everything was okay. That becomes, watch this, y'all. And this goes back to this goes back to what we were saying earlier in, in the day when, when somebody said, listen, how can I teach or how can I share when I'm going through my own storm? Your storm, folks, is your testimony. That is the thing. That is the thing that allows you to connect, that allows you to be relatable, that allows you to be relevant. Your testimony. Don't hide it. Don't hide it. There's power in that. There's power in the fact that you've cried. There's power in the fact that you've struggled. There's power in the fact because that that's that's the core that relate that 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 draws out and says, I know. I know that. I've been that. I've done that. I understand that. Mm. So yeah, don't cover that. And don't forget that. Because that will keep you from becoming holier than thou. That will keep you from preaching to folk when you ought to be loving on them. That will keep you from condemning folk and being judgmental when you ought to be light. Oh goodness, we are out of time. Uh, let me let me let me try and get to this. Let me try and get to this. Um, so so Jesus goes to an unlikely place, has a conversation with an unsuspecting person, and and offers this living water because of her unknown need. She didn't know what she needed. And please understand, in sharing Christ, you don't have to have all the answers. Because watch this, most people don't know all the questions. She didn't know that she needed what Jesus had. She, you don't have to worry about having all the answers. Because a lot of them, a lot of people don't even know all the questions to ask. Yeah. But as long as you have the answer that Jesus Christ is the living water that you need. He, Jesus Christ has what you need. Jesus Christ is what you need. Jesus says, if you knew who I was, you, I wouldn't be asking you. You would be asking me. 
right? Let me let me try and let me try and close this. Goodness gracious, let me try and close this. Um, because I'm not gonna get to everything. Um, but here's here's what I need you to do. In reading this, first thing you got to know is, or the first thing you should expect, is that there is going to be an objection in you sharing your faith. Expect it. Expect that there will be an objection. When you share your faith, when you share Jesus Christ, when you mention that name, expect there to be an objection. The very, when, when Jesus starts, Jesus doesn't even get to the faith issue. He's just talking about water. And just, just his presence caused her to object. Listen to what she said. What are you a Jew doing talking to me, a woman who is a Samaritan? She objected. She object, watch this y'all. She objected to the conversation even taking place. Do you hear what I'm saying? She objected to the conversation even taking place. I need you to understand that when you start crossing cultural boundaries, when you start crossing gender boundaries, and when you start crossing lines that have traditionally and historically been built up, expect there to be some objection. Because first of all, people are trying to figure out your angle. This is going to get good. I don't have enough time to finish this. But when you start crossing lines that haven't been crossed before, the first thing people are going to be trying to figure out is, what is this about? Because guess what? For so long, the church has never taken this step to come to this, watch this, this unlikely place. The church has never been here. The church has never crossed this line to enter this conversation, to have this conversation with this unsuspected person. So immediately the defenses are going to be up because what are you doing here now? Oh God, I'm out of time, y'all. But I'm not out of topic. <laughs> we we're gonna talk about this a little bit more on next week. Amen. Because I believe this. I believe that it's past time for the church to cross some lines. It's past time for the church to go to some unlikely places and have some unexpected conversations with some unsuspecting people. Yeah. And show love and show light the whole time. Amen. We got work to do, y'all. We got work to do, y'all. And I'm fired up. I am fired up. We got work to do, y'all. Let's be about the work of sharing Christ. And watch this. Don't, don't go here preaching. Don't go getting your sermon and your three points. That ain't what it's about. 
Don't, don't go here teaching and getting your Sunday school lesson ready because they're not in Sunday school, the ones you need to reach. Ones you need to reach are not in the pews. I'm done. I'm done, but I'll see you next week. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you, oh God, for the truth of your word. And Lord, we pray tonight that as your word convicts our hearts, that we would catch on fire in terms of sharing our faith. Lord, as we catch on fire for the sharing of our faith, we pray that you would lead us in how to do that. In intentional ways, purposeful ways that allow for love and light to be shown. God, purify our hearts and purify our motives and then open our eyes to whom you would have us show love and show light that we might lead them to a relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you, beloved. We love you. We will see you, what, Sunday, I guess. Yeah, we got a service coming up. Um, and listen, let me let me say this as we leave, as we leave. Um, I want you to be in prayer uh, for our regathering as we begin to uh, have conversations about our regathering. Uh, I want you to be in prayer for that as the Lord opens up doors uh, for us to do that. Uh, we believe that uh, uh, God will direct us and show us um, how best to regather um, in, in more uh, consistent manners, um, more full-time spaces. Uh, so I want you to be in prayer for that. And when it happens, when it happens and as it happens, uh, let the Spirit of God direct you and lead you uh, in what he would have you to do. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you soon.